There are no obvious good guys and bad guys in history, but it's still a very major moment. Mm-hmm. Let's try to add some pieces to the puzzle. So okay. if you watch The Crown... Mm. <laughs> it's one of the most chilled out yeah. like, transfer of hours. So revolution number three is not commonly called a revolution. Okay. But I consider it one, so deal with it. I am the dictator of this podcast. (laughs) Hello and welcome to this episode of the I Should Have Known podcast, the trivia podcast that can't be trusted. Each week, our quiz master presents you with four big facts on a topic, but one of those facts is a lie. And we're continuing our political science-themed month. Today, I am your quiz master, Andy, and I am doing a timeline episode on revolutions. So I will present you with four revolutions that all really happened, and I will present them in chronological order, except that one of these events is not in the correct order. So join our other hosts, Soups and Tanner, in figuring out the correct order of the timeline. And just to be clear, the four events, they all happened. Nothing I'm going to say is a lie, except date related. Mm -hmm. And the events are still in the correct order relative to each other, except the one. So if you took the one wrong one out, the other three are still in chronological order. Right. Understood. Yeah. So revolutions. Let's start with the hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. There's some etymology. Oh. The word revolution comes from the Latin word revolto, which means what in English? Turn around. Yeah. It means mm-hmm. to turn around or to spin. Mm-hmm. You know, the earth revolves around the sun, so it spins around the sun. Right. And one of those, one instance is called a revolution. Right. This is the same word. Mm-hmm. Of course, in politics, it has a very different meaning. Right. Yeah. 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 But it does kind of reflect it. So it means to turn around. So it involves change. Right. Revolutions and history in general are messy. So there's no real clear definition of what a revolution is. Yeah. For the purposes of this episode, these four revolutions, they have two major things in common. One is the turnaround, the about face, is a major change in the structure of the government. Okay. Not going from one king to a different one mm-hmm. because you still have a monarchy. Yeah. We're talking about a whole restructuring of the government. Okay. And the second factor is it happened fairly quickly. So in less than one generation, because other revolutions such as the Catholic Church's hold on the politics of Europe kind of slowly over time, it lessened into the right. point where now they don't really have any actual political power. Yeah. That's a kind of revolution, but that took a long time. So I'm not counting that. Mm-hmm. These are all fairly short. Okay. okay. All right. Let's start with the first chronologically, according to you. Yeah. I will give you a bit of a hint, though. Okay. All four of these happened after the American Revolution. All right. Okay. Okay. narrows it down. So so now I know where to start. What centuries? (laughs) That's a big hint. So the first revolution, I'm not going to call by its name because it has its date in its name. Oh, no. Oh, no. So instead, revolution number one is springtime of the peoples. Mm. Okay. Or the springtime of nations. Mm. So springtime of the peoples is actually several revolutions and attempted revolutions, mostly across Europe and mostly against monarchies. Mm. So we were going from monarchies to nation states. It encompassed 50 plus countries, depending on how you count it. Not all of them were successful. Some of the major successes, though, was the end of serfdom in Mm Austria-Hungary, the end of the absolute monarchy in Denmark, and the establishment of a democratic republic of the Netherlands. Okay. So these were the three major successes 
mm-hmm. of this. And it's called Springtime of the Peoples because it literally lasted less than a year. Wow. In like the springtime. So this is with the Austro-Hungary kingdom. The Habsburgs. The Habsburg Empire. Mm -hmm. And the kingdom of Denmark. Which they still have, actually. They still have it. I mean, even the Dutch have the king and queen. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just that they don't really have any power. They're no longer absolute monarchies. Right. Where they wield political power. Yeah, definitely read about all three of them. And now I'm really trying to think. (laughs) (laughs) What's the real name? Or what's the year that happened, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Another major event of this time was the overthrow of the French monarchy. Mm-hmm. Also, the formation of the middle class and within the German states, many of them overthrew their monarchy is right. leading to what eventually would become the German Empire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't really have a date in mind or even a decade, really, but this must be early. Mm-hmm. Early 1800s? Yeah, with the French overthrow and then Austria-Hungary, yeah. I'm thinking, if the year isn't the name, right, I'm trying to think like the 1820 spring, I'm trying, yeah, it's something like that, Uh, I don't know. Doesn't ring a bell. Yeah. Maybe the next one. Next one. Yeah, so obviously you can't really play the game yet until you hear the other events. Exactly. So let's get to the second revolution. This is probably one you've heard of, at least. Revolution number two is the Haitian Revolution. Okay. Oh, sure. Yeah. You've heard of the Haitian yes. Revolution. Right. Yes. Yes. The okay. revolution in Haiti is yeah. one of the more famous non-European revolutions, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. The Haitian Revolution is especially noteworthy because it was started by and largely fought by formerly enslaved people. So self-liberated enslaved people. And they won. Yeah, wasn't yeah. it one of the only ones like that where yeah. the people who were enslaved rose up and changed the government and then they ran things? Yeah, yep. it was the largest slave uprising since Spartacus. Wow. <laughs> against the Roman Empire. That's yeah. huge. Yeah, and importantly, they won. So what is now known as Haiti was at the time known as saint Domingue. Mm-hmm. Okay which is because Haiti is on the western half of the island of Hispaniola. Mm -hmm. The Dominican Republic is on the other side in the Caribbean. So it was a sugar colony with many enslaved Africans who were working the plantations there. And it was a colony of France. Right. So at the time of this event, France was a little bit busy. Yeah. Uh So many of the enslaved people fought against the plantation owners Mm -hmm. very violently. Yeah, of course. French revolutions don't tend to be very um, civil. It's not for the faint-hearted. Yeah, this was a bloody event. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. so they revolted. And the white plantation owners, those who lived, they were like, somebody help us. Mm -hmm. So they appeal to the British. Mm. Who, if you know your history, France and Britain do not like each other. (laughs) Yeah, right. So France is like... Wait, 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 what? <laughs> and then Spain, which yeah. was on the other side of the island, right. was right. a Spanish colony. Yeah. They were like, ooh, yeah. France is busy? Yeah. Okay. So Spain and Britain are like, let's get together, take this from France. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Yep. It's complicated. So probably the most important person from this revolution that you should know about is Toussaint Louverture. So he was Haitian? Yeah. yeah. He was a former domestic slave in Haiti. Okay. Freed himself, became a general, fought for Spain. And then France was like, no, we'll abolish slavery. So then the formerly enslaved people were like, great, we'll fight for France now, <laughs> who they had just rebelled against. Oh. So now Louverture fights for France, but then they kind of start winning. And Britain and Spain are kind of like, the appetite is kind of lessening here. Yeah. And they're like, you know what? Even though you abolish slavery, we don't want to be French at all. 
We're going to do our own thing. So he becomes the leader of the Haitian army against the French. And that's what this revolution is. All of this is considered the revolution. Oh. and that, But the end result is that they, including a lot of other people, defeat the French army and France recognizes the independence of the first Haitian empire. Wow. That's so interesting that not only is France kind of included in all these facts so far, but also it's a revolution. But what if they hadn't won? Would it still have been called a revolution? Probably not. Right. Because there wouldn't be a change in government. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then... That is just like a failed uprising. Yeah. Right. Yeah, this revolution is important from the perspective that all of these colonial powers got played. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, oh, and, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Simon Bolivar, the famous yes. revolutionary in South America, right. said that this revolution was an inspiration for him. Yeah. Wow. So... Yeah, for colonized people and especially for enslaved people, it's a major moment. Right. You know, it was one thing for the American revolutionaries to defeat one of the strongest armies in the world. Mm -hmm. But for people that you had enslaved and forcibly brought there to turn around and defeat you. Right. That's a pretty big deal. Yeah. It did not go super well afterwards. No. Once Haiti was free, they massacred all of the white plantation owners. Yeah. So that was pretty ugly. There are no obvious good guys and bad guys in history, but it's still a very major moment. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately for Haiti, it did not end up super great. Yeah. They got saddled with a debt to France that they're still paying off for some reason. It's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. It's reparations for the slave owners. Oh, boy. <laughs> Haiti owes them money. Reparations Today. to the slave owners. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, <laughs> kind of, but that's after the revolution. Right, right. I like that each of these is kind of sparking a different revolution somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But we already have to put in order event number one and event number two. So if France kind of had their hands full with the Haitian one, and the French government was changing already before the Austro-Hungarian one, mm-hmm. kind of lets you begin to put things in order. Yeah. So far, I'm very happy with the timeline. Yeah. yeah. I have no, no <laughs> doubts, yeah. no debates. Happy, you know. with, the time. happy yeah. with the timeline. Happy with the timeline. Yeah. But let's see. Who knows? Yeah. You know, event three might be a twist <laughs> in the <Yeah>. tail. <laughs> All right. So revolution number three is not commonly called a revolution. Okay. But I consider it one. So deal with it. (laughs) (laughs) I am fine, ma'am. I am the dictator of this podcast. So revolution number three, Canadian independence. Okay. Yeah. They didn't fight a bloody war. (laughs) Yeah. This particular transition, the date of which I'm counting as the revolution, was perfectly peaceful. Oh, yeah. There were many rebellions beforehand, right. which helped to inspire and drive forward this eventual change, and they were bloody. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, this was a very, very peaceful revolution, especially as revolutions right. go. Yeah. yeah. So Canada was a colony of primarily at this time, the British. Mm-hmm. So the Canadian Confederation was formed from the former colonies of... Canada, Nova Scotia, and New Brunswick, and they became the Dominion of Canada. Mm-hmm. Okay. This was a new independent country from Britain. Ah. And so while the governance of the country is not that different because Britain at this time did have a representative democracy, and then Canada had a representative democracy afterwards as well, and technically their head of state was still the British monarch at the time. 
Mm-hmm. It was no longer a colony. It mm-hmm. was independent rule. So that's what I'm counting as a revolution. Right. It was now fully self-governance. It was a colony and then it wasn't. Right. That's the revolution. Yes. Okay. So how this happened was the premiers, as they were called, mm-hmm. of each of these colonies, they got together. They had several conferences. It's very boring to read about. Mm. And they were all like, you guys, we kind of want to be our own thing. And they were feeling very threatened. The Americans were up to a lot of things at this oh, time. No. I won't get into the details, but the colonists in Canada kind of saw that Britain's far away and the Americans are right here. Right. Mm -hmm. And so they were kind of like, it would be easier if we were in charge of our own military and our own things because these Americans are bothersome. Yeah. Mm. South of the border. Really? Yes. (laughs) They were very like, "Mm." keep an eye on them. So they got together and they wrote up a kind of constitution and a bill for an act of parliament Mm -hmm. for their independence. They go to London, take it to parliament. Parliament votes on what became known as the North American Acts and is like, yeah, sure, cool. (laughs) They were like weirdly cool with it. Yeah. They said, yep. I think they were being, again, busy with other stuff. Yeah. 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 I think Britain had slightly different priorities (laughs) at this time. Yeah. And so British parliament voted. Yep. Okay. You guys can be your own country now. And the monarch at the time declared that on July 1st, such and such year, Mm -hmm. Canada will be a new country and it's going to be called straight up Canada. (laughs) That's the whole name. That is the full (laughs) name of that country. It's just Canada. And so then eventually other former colonies joined and they became the provinces Mm. that we now know of as Canada. But yeah. Wow. That's why Canadians are celebrating Independence Day a couple days early from the Americans. Yeah, I know. It's so ridiculous. (laughs) Like, come on. How did you sneak that in there? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. They had to try to make it about themselves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's one of those most chilled out transfer of powers. Yeah, Yeah. it's kind of actually annoying because you think about how bloody and ruthlessly Britain tried to hold on to other colonies and Canada, they're just like, eh. (laughs) Yeah. Some people might get mad at the idea that this is a revolution, but I wanted to count it. I wanted a peaceful one. Yeah, Yeah. that's cool. And it was a change in government. Yeah. Leave it to the Canadians to do it peacefully. I like that. Yeah, so now that we have three events, mm-hmm. where do you think this one falls? I feel like I'm kind of playing the game, like I'm zooming out and using extra facts. But like, if the Americans were busy, is it during the American Civil War? Canadian independence is not recent. It's It's been a while. Right. Yeah. So I think maybe in the middle of the 1800s. Mm. Okay. Got one more to go. Yeah. That might help narrow down. Revolution number four. The first Egyptian revolution. So Egypt and Sudan at the time were colonies of the British Empire. Right. Uh Everyone was at some point. But officially at the time, they were actually a part of the Ottoman Empire. So there's kind of a bit of a hint on some time period. The Ottomans were their official rulers, but Britain occupied the territory at this time. So the de facto leaders were the British, though technically the Ottomans. That's messy to start with. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very messy. So some certain world events happen and the British end up consolidating control and the normal people of Egypt led by, and I'm really sorry, this name is in Arabic. Uh And if you know anything about Arabic, they have like multiple dialects and sounds that I cannot make. (laughs) So I'm sorry. This is my best attempt at this guy's name. Saad Zagul or Gul 
or Ul, depending on which <laughs> yeah. dialect of Arabic you speak. Wow. He was a revolutionary leader, and he got many everyday Egyptians to take part in protests mm-hmm. okay. and petitions against the British occupation mm-hmm. and Egyptian independence. Okay. The British did not like this. Yeah. They arrested Zagul, and that was when people got real mad mm-hmm. and things started to get violent because they were like, no, absolutely not. Give us our guy back. And Get out of here. And the British kind of at this time, again, their appetite for maintaining power in Egypt was kind of lessened. Mm -hmm. So they didn't want to deal with this. The British monarch and the British parliament offer to recognize Egyptian independence as long as they can still maintain control of Sudan, the Suez Canal, and a few other protectorate rights. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, they're like, you can do what you want. And so Egypt became, for a while, yeah. an independent nation with a parliamentary system and elected Saad Zahul as their first prime oh, minister. Oh, wow. Mm. Yeah. Didn't last super long. It uh, didn't last super long. But they threw off the British. Yeah. Yes. Interesting. I hadn't heard about this one. Just so you know, I'm calling it First Egyptian Revolution <laughs> because it's actually called the Egyptian Revolution of Year. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. I don't want to say yeah. that. Makes sense. So again, someone is revolting against the British. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. a I lot. Mean, of <laughs> I mean, can you imagine like this small country at some point ran more than half of this planet? Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, yeah, they are responsible for a lot of Independence Day. Yeah. yeah, but the Egyptians. Mm. When did they do this? Let's try to add some pieces to the puzzle. So if you watch The Crown, Mm. they talk about... (laughs) Or, you know, no British history. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I'm not going to assume anyone knows that. But if you watch The Crown, they talk about the British owning the Suez Canal. Right. And Prince Philip goes to Egypt Mm -hmm. and deals with losing control of the Suez Mm. Canal. Mm. But that's already in the 1900s. So, like, this must have been been solidly already figured out before then. Exactly, yes. But I don't know what other world events were happening when, like, the British were preoccupied and let the Egyptians run themselves. Oh, man. Mm. Before we actually do the placing, let's get a reminder of all the four events, because I think we've taken a good tour of history here. Okay. My events in chronological order, which I'm, of course, lying about. First revolution, springtime of the peoples. Second revolution, the Haitian revolution. Third, the Canadian independence. And fourth, the first Egyptian revolution. Right. Okay. Which one is out of order? Yes. So if you remove one of them, Mm -hmm. the other three will still be in the correct order. Mm -hmm. Right. I think from what I understand, what I vaguely remember, dates and everything, the one that I want to remove is the Canadian. Okay. I think Canadian independence is like the first event. First? Yes. Wow. Because I think Canadian took place soon after American. You think? Yeah, I'm thinking. So you think it's like American Revolution, Canadian... And then our springtime, springtime in Haitian Europe, and, and Haitian, Egypt. and then Egypt. Okay, because we're talking about the Ottoman Empire, right? right? For the Egyptian one, Egyptian one. So it has to be late eighteen hundreds, I think. Okay, well, I think it could be as late as like the nineteen hundreds right. because was, yeah. when Turkey was made a mm-hmm. country, that's yeah. like the official end of the Ottoman Empire, right? Yeah. 
Oh boy, I don't know. Um, and we still have our, I mean, Ottoman Empire. Well, First World War is still yeah, there, so yeah. that's so it could go very late. Yeah, it could. <laughs> but the Canadian one, you think? That's what I'm thinking. So I'm thinking it's the Haitian one. Oh, okay. So I think that the spark for the Haitian one, yeah, was like the American Revolution, and so it was like uh, American, Haitian, and then. The springtime in Europe, else, yeah, and then the Canadian one, like around the 1860s, like mm. Civil War in America, and then the Egyptian one. Oh, okay, okay. But I'm not that confident. All right. <laughs> this is my yeah. guess. Yeah. All right. So give us the order you think it is in. Okay. So my order is Canadian independence, springtime in Europe, Haitian Revolution, Egypt. Okay. Mm-hmm. And mine is Haitian springtime in Europe, Canadian Egyptian. Okay. I'll give you the orders and I'll give you some dates. Okay. Tanner is annoyingly dead on and I hate it. Oh, oh no. Wow. <laughs> you didn't say the actual revolution that was the major factor yeah. behind the Haitian Revolution. The French Revolution. It is yeah. the French. So the okay, Haitian okay. Revolution started in 1791 uh, along with the French, French Revolution. Uh-huh. And when France invaded Haiti to come fight, yeah. do you know who led that invasion? No. It's Napoleon the first. Oh, Napoleon the first. Napoleon. So yeah. this is Napoleon. the time period. So yeah. right after the American Revolution, the French Revolution. So the Haitian Revolution was from 1791 until 1804. Oh, okay. So it's very early. It's the earliest right. of these. Right. Springtime of the Peoples is more commonly known as the Revolutions of 1848. 1848. Okay. Yep. Yeah. That's Come. later than I thought. And the French monarchy... That kind of throws you off. Yeah, yeah. So the French Revolution happens, throws down the monarchy. Monarchy comes back for a little bit. Napoleon comes back for 100 <laughs> days. They get rid of the monarchy for 100 days. Monarchy comes back. Yeah. Springtime, 1848. That monarchy, the French monarchy, the French falls for, for good. good. Right. Yep. But it wasn't the first time it fell. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a little tricky yeah. trick yeah. I threw in there. Yeah. So right. the fall of the French monarchy was a part of that revolution, but okay. fell multiple times. So we've got the Haitians. We've got yeah. the... Austria, Hungarians, and the Danish, and the Dutch. And the French, and and the the German states. Ireland was involved. Actually, many events and rebellions that led to the Canadian independence. Ah, Which was when? 1867. It is. Okay. The Americans were busy. Mm -hmm. The American Civil War was a major reason that Canadians were set because, one, many formerly enslaved people were fleeing to Canada. Right. Mm. And Canada wasn't a big fan of this. They're like, we don't want to be pawns in your game. Like, we're not a part of this. And the South in America was also appealing to the British to help them. So then if they're going to the British-owned Canada, that's... It's a mess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that was a big thing was Canada wanted to have its own say in this because they felt Britain was helping the South. They didn't like that because they were mad at the South because all of these formerly enslaved people right. were coming. Yeah. So they wanted to be able to do their own thing. Okay. And they were worried about the Alaska purchase. Oh, sure. And yeah. manifest destiny. Yeah. So the, Canada was nervous. The Americans were going to come for them. Oh. But it's like <laughs> a shockingly young democracy. Right. Nearly a hundred years after America's independence. Yeah. It's pretty surprising. And then the Egyptian Revolution of 1919. 1919. Oh, so wow. World War yeah. One, yeah. exactly, with the fall of the Ottoman Empire right. and the yeah. British occupation, where they shot off the nose on the Sphinx. Oh, that was then. That yeah, was during World War One. That was then. And the, the Egyptians are like, nah. Yeah. yeah. Okay. This one I was confident is like the last event. Yeah, I kind of thought it was yeah. obviously late. Yeah. yeah. But Haitian, 1791, of course. Okay, Napoleon. Napoleon yeah. was involved. You throw in Napoleon here. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It all adds up now. Yeah. 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 These things are connected. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. But anyway, I should have known. I should have known. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of the I Should Have Known podcast. We'll be continuing with our political science theme for the rest of the month. And as always, thanks for listening. Oh, sorry. Can we be independent? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>